the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the Day Edition of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel uh, in San Antonio, Texas. And every weekday at 4, uh, I have the honor and the privilege of coming and answering your questions, taking your phone calls, questions about the Bible, what it says, what it means, and how we can use it. But only one day a week. You only get Paula one day a week. And that's today. That's an <laughs> you think that's enough? Threatening these people? <laughs> well, what do you think we should maybe put you on the air more? Oh, no, 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 no. no sorry. <laughs> hey, well, we would love, especially, ladies, this is your day. It's dedicated to you. We'll take questions about anything. But, but ladies, if uh, there's anything that Paula can encourage you about or help you with, uh, we want to be able to do that. 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. 340-9585. You can also call us toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630 you can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com or you can send them in via our free mobile app. And remember, KSLR has their own app and it's much safer for you to do while you're driving. Just hit the banner on the uh, top of the app and the call now button and you will be connected to the studio. And this beautiful young woman named Leah will say, welcome to the program. Mm-hmm. So that's all you have to do. Mm-hmm. Paula, welcome to the show. Thank you, sweetie. Thank you very much. So your hand is still out like you want me to say something else? No, I'm just, like, <laughs> it's my symbolic take, gesture. Take, take it turning away. it over to you. Uh, well, um, this week, I'm really feeling a little older. You know why? We have a grandson who turned 14. 14. 14. Yeah. Monday. 14. I've got, I've got his picture here in my office when he was three. Uh, and I keep cute. it there. And and the picture that they sent you uh, on his birthday uh-huh. is like, who is this movie star, this model? And yeah. why does he look that old? It can't uh, be the same kid. Right. So I prefer just to keep looking at the three-year-old pictures. Yeah, me too. And then our other son turned 42. That's the baby on Tuesday. Are old. You know what I'm saying? Oh my gosh. And then this coming Friday, Asia, the oldest granddaughter, turns 12. The one with who's all legs and then a, a little torso. But she's almost as tall as her dad. <laughs> my goodness, how fast is it going? And then the other thing, I just have one real serious complaint, and I'm going to ask the people all over San Antonio to pray. Second week of 2017, I'm feeling older. I got these kids and grandkids aging, and Mountain Cedar is winning. (laughs) (laughs) We need to pray and pray hard. I'm so done with the Mountain Cedar. I feel like I'm in a fog. You've been coughing like crazy, and my nose is running at the most inopportune times. (laughs) It's like, you got to go, Mountain Cedar. And I thought you were just shining. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, that hot flash is on top of everything else. Oh, my goodness. Um, But, you know, the other night, uh, 
so people pray for the mountain cedar to go away. It will in February. It always says the end oh of February. Oh my goodness, please, Jesus, come back. Um, but we had a really uh, well-attended retreat committee meeting on Monday. I was so uh, just overjoyed. I, I think about 100 ladies showed up. And at the retreat planning meeting. At the retreat planning meeting. So um, everything is, is in full swing. And um, I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I think I'm looking forward to this retreat. I think I, I don't know. No, wait. I don't want to exaggerate. So I don't say this every year. But this year, I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I am really looking forward to this retreat because of the theme. You know, it's um, part of the mess. <laughs> under construction that so typifies every Christian because no Christian will ever have it all together we are always going to be under construction the Lord is never done with this as great of a pastor as you are Pastor Rod <laughs> you know and and Nancy Jones the teacher uh, none of us have it all together and um, God's always at work and it's a very uh, great thing to remember it would keep it'll keep us all humble we never any of us arrive we're not better than the next person you know and when we start thinking that get the beam out of your eye kind of a thing but um second peter one five through seven where you know add to your faith goodness or virtue and then knowledge and and um he's always building us we're never um completed here on earth i love that you said the other day though and I'm, i've been kind of trying to remember this to see myself the way the Lord sees me already perfect even though you know he and I have this conversation well you know I'm not perfect yeah I, yeah but you are to me you know <laughs> I, I keep trying to tell you and everybody else uh -huh. you don't have to inform God about things he knows and then the yeah. other dumb thing is to argue with him yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and he's too nice to say shut up yeah no sometimes he'll say I'm not listening like la 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 with his fingers in his ears. Don't talk bad about my girl. So, um, so we go from uh, talking to God about um, the perfection that He's already given us, and uh, knowing that you know we still have issues and things to deal with, but that I can't remember um, how many times you've said this, the quote unquote. But he desires for us to aim for perfection. Right. And so as we get ready you, for this If you don't retreat, aim for it, you'll never hit it. Yeah. And if you think because you're not perfect, what's the point, and you kind of give up, then the enemy has you right where he wants it. So yeah. um, I'm really excited about this retreat. Um, the devotion speakers, Gene, the guest speaker. Gene is in stature, probably two to three inches shorter than I am, and I'm only five, what, five one, something, so she's a little teeny, but she's a dynamo. <laughs> and you don't mess with Jean when she's talking, you know, I mean, she's sweet, and, but man, does she ever pack a punch. She's so close mm -hmm. to the Lord, and... Her, her name is Jean Davis. She, uh -huh. she is a pastor's wife from the Calvary Chapel in Post Falls, Idaho, and I've known Jean since Bible college yep. days. Yep. Uh, her husband, Pastor Bob, was uh, one of my teachers, and um, she is a... Um, um, she loves the Lord. She's intense. Yeah, she's very intense. In, in, a, in a really comfortable way. Mm -hmm. She's mm -hmm. really intense. Mm -hmm. Now, you like Jean, obviously, because this is like her fifth time here or something over yep. our 21 years. Yep, it's her fifth time. And the only reason it hasn't been more is because she had um, grandchildren that came along, and she was dedicating her time to help raising them, and she still is. Um, but for a stretch there, <laughs> in five years, we had her four times. And uh, so now, and she hasn't been doing speaking engagements, so when I asked her, she said, she really, really wants to, but let me pray. And, you know, let her pray. And I said, well, of course, you must pray. <laughs> but I'm going to be praying too, you know. Yeah. So you'll call me in a week or two and say, of course God has heard your prayer, Paula, and I will be right over there, you know, to do whatever you desire for me to do. And so it took about a month, I guess, and I was praying to the Lord. I'm not going to bug her, but Lord, it's time for her to tell me yes. <laughs> and so she did. And so I'm, I'm really excited. I'm excited about this one too, Paula, because of the theme, just the, the whole idea, uh, pardon the mess under the construction, you know, 
some of us we we have too much pride to admit that we're kind of messy mm-hmm. and that we're a work in process. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about God is working to put us together, and He never takes a day off. He didn't take a day off. And so, so uh, it's a process that we need to learn to understand and to embrace, mm-hmm. um, because that's that's just the way the Lord works. It's the way um, He takes us from one thing to another. You mentioned Nancy Jones who teaches, uh, one of our, our, our rotation teachers here mm-hmm. for the women's Bible study. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nancy is is just a, a, a perfect example. Uh, if, I don't know how Nancy is now, she's 30, not quite. She has four kids. Yeah, yeah but, but I mean, Josh, yeah. I don't know how yeah. old she is for sure, though. But she was 16 when she got here, mm-hmm. uh, and she was Nancy Hill. Mm-hmm. She wasn't married, mm-hmm. uh, and and this was the the biggest mess like ever. <laughs> I mean, I loved her from the day I laid eyes on her, but but she she actually developed a nickname yeah. around here, and her nickname was But Pastor Ron, mm-hmm. Be- because no matter what I would say, she would think, well, that's right for everybody else, but Pastor Ron, mm-hmm. and then she would explain why it can't work for her, yeah. and and she's turned into one of the most gifted Bible teachers, and. Over the years, she's overcome so many difficulties and and fears and and, uh, and feelings of inadequacy, mm-hmm. uh, and and she's just such a wonderfully gifted Bible teacher now. And it's because God is at work always, and He never let up on her. Yeah, yeah. She has a gift like yours, the gift of forgiveness. Man, she had a rough upbringing, and man. You know, she has truly forgiven um, the people in her life, and she's just one of those amazing people. And she deep, she has to know the what's and the why's. You know, we had her her son is one of uh, the children that comes in here and prays before. And I, I walked in today. I need to come to this class, Pastor, <laughs> Pastor Ron, <laughs> because you're asking. Okay, here's the scripture. What's the context? Who they're talking to? Why? And all that stuff. And these kids are learning to their Bibles, if they don't already know, and looking up the context. And, and Joshua um, answered one of the questions today, and he really got it, because when you go deeper, yeah. you know, the Lord is really... Yeah, by, by way of explanation for you in the audience, um, we have some kids coming here every day before the radio program begins, and they pray for me. And pray that uh, they pray for you in the audience as well. Uh, and and Joshua is uh, Nancy's ten-year-old, her oldest. And um, uh, he he just he's loved the Lord from the very beginning. I I, I think Joshua gave his life to the Lord at four or five years old. Well, he, he was something else. Like, <laughs> yeah, what a baby. Ooh, yeah. She she that's the one she was gonna give us. <laughs> yeah. Because he wouldn't sleep. But they, uh, um, you know, I have questions uh, on my big screen here, uh, questions that people send in. And uh, Joshua and Jaden, another one of the young men who mm. comes and prays for me, they come in and and they say, Papa, can, can we answer the questions? Will you help us ex- understand the questions? And so we'll, we'll, we'll kind of give them little tests. And today one of the questions was from Jeremiah 29.11. And I asked them who's... Um, the prophet speaking to. Who's this promise for? Mm-hmm. And almost every Christian misses that question. And so I made them go get their Bibles, and Joshua opened up, and they got the answer to the question. So it was really uh, a neat thing. I'm off the, the, the track here, but but uh, I just love what God is doing because we're all under construction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and watching... <laughs> Watching these kids come up with the answer and stuff, that's what I'm saying. I'm still in a construction pastor around because I, I still need to be working on the, the knowledge. <laughs> you know, your faith, add to faith goodness, and then add to goodness knowledge. I need to come in and hang out with these 10 and 11-year-olds and, and learn some stuff. So, um, yeah, they're, they're being built on. and. The Lord has something special. No, it's, it's not too early to plant a seed. What, what are the dates of the, the retreat? The dates are March 23, Thursday evening to uh, March 25th, Saturday. We end at noon, and it's in Burnett, Texas, which is just a little bit, I think, northwest of um, Marble Falls. Thank you. Um, yeah. It should be a great time. Yeah, and we're limited to 300 ladies. Actually, I could squeeze in 323, but I I, I don't want to, but I I want to, (laughs) you know. 
because uh, there's one facility that we were we were wanting to use for where we do the babysitting, mm-hmm. give them uh, enough room to work in. But yeah, we can. But my my point is, uh, follow the way, perfectly consider you in the audience, and you're more than welcome to sign up and and uh, and join uh, these beautiful ladies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are a mess and you're under construction, mm-hmm. this is your time. That's right. This is that's right. Um, in fact. Uh, registration for the retreat begins this Sunday at Calvary Chapel San Antonio. Uh, I think it'll be online where people can register, but I'll find out more of that. But don't don't just think about it. Pray, get your answer, and let us know right away because when we get to 300, we're at 300. That's yeah. it. Maybe next year we'll have more of the facility. You know what I hate? What's that? Waiting list. Yeah, and deadlines. And deadlines. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. And we've made it really very affordable. Um, it's uh, For both houses, it's 110 per person. That's four meals. Um, and a lot of really fun stuff we'll be doing, along with the great uh, Bible studies that will be um, fashioned. And, um, you know, Unsaved people. It's it's kind of a safe place. It's not really church, you know. We'll have fun activities, yes, but they will be whoever comes. They will be ministered to. It's not just one person doing all the teaching. It'll be several people, and the different personalities. God will meet them right where they where they are. So invite unsaved or badly churched people. <laughs> if you have any questions, um, uh, you call the church office and we'll be happy to get back to you. If you have any questions for Paula uh, or me today, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. You, know, you, used, you just were, used the word, I don't even know if you're aware of it. Probably not. But you just used a word that is not normal for you. But it was a perfect use of the word. You said the Bible studies that are being fashioned. Oh, okay. And I think of Aaron fashioning the golden calf. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, a slow, methodical, uh, thought-out process. And, and that's really what it is about the Bible studies. And just one word for everybody who's listening who might be considering coming to the retreat. Uh, our retreats are fun, but they're not about fun. Mm-hmm. Our retreats are fun because they're about Jesus, about His Word. There's going to be a, a heavy emphasis on on teaching of the Word, but there's also going to be a heavy emphasis, perhaps equally heavy, on really hearing and responding to what's being taught. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I we wish have we had quiet more. time, but we also have a reflection time after each study. Uh, where you'll have a a written out form where, okay, what was said in the Bible study. So it doesn't just hit your head and fall to the ground. It'll hit your hit your mind, and then in the reflection time, we pray that it'll trickle down into your heart, and like you're doing with these kids in here, the what's and the whys mm-hmm. um, is is what you heard going to affect, and how how is that going to affect your life from now on, and. We also will provide um, a quiet time. That has been, since the beginning of Calvary Chapel San Antonio, doing uh, retreats, that one hour of quiet time, which is uncomfortable for some, but, but very needful for us all. That has been the best time after hearing what's being said. It gives people a time to reflect, uh, usually repent. There's a whole lot of women who are calling their husbands saying, the way I left today, I am so sorry, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just repenting of the Lord and maybe sometimes um, people finding out, you know, the way I've been living, I've known it was wrong, <laughs> but now I'm, a, I'm a, around other people who have been living the same wrong way, but know it's wrong too, and it's like a Jesus gang. Yeah, it's time, it's time we, we always tell people, it's time to stop thinking about the way you're living is wrong and start doing something about mm-hmm. it, and not mm-hmm. when you get home a week from now, but yeah. but, but but right now, right it's, now. it's time to make that take that step of obedience, yeah, yeah. that step of faith. One more comment about the kids, um, uh, just, just to give you an idea of, of 
just how they get it. Um, two of the boys were here, Joshua and Jaden. I told you a minute ago. Jaden's very tall and long. They're the same age, same grade. Mm -hmm. Jaden, they're great friends, but Jaden's oh, yeah, tall. Jaden's eleven, babe. This yeah. is a big deal when you're around this age. Okay, well, Jan is ten. But they're in the same grade, so for yeah. me, that's the same class. <laughs> but but anyway, they, they Jaden's very tall. Joshua's very short. Mm -hmm. If you saw their parents, you would understand exactly <laughs> why in both cases. Uh, but I made him stand side by side. We're talking about Jeremiah 29, 11. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, explain to me what context means. And they got this little kind of confused look on their face. And I said, okay, this way, Jaden, if I wrote Joshua a letter and it, and it had only references to a conversation that was private between me and Joshua, but you got the letter by accident, would it make any sense to you? And Joshua, or, I mean, Jaden, the way he does, he goes, not at all. <laughs> And I said, that's context. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They get it. They do get it. They get it. And our Bible is a series of letters written to us. Mm -hmm. And we have to understand the context. Who's speaking to whom uh, is he speaking? Uh, and, and what the, the, the circumstances are surrounding the, the, the instruction. Mm -hmm. If we understand that, then we can grow in the grace and knowledge of God. And I use that because that gave me a chance to plug tomorrow night's Bible study in Colossians. Because that's one of the things that we're really going to talk about growing in the knowledge of God and, and in understanding of His will for our lives. So that's uh, why I love Colossians so much. It's so practical. Okay, I've taken up all your time. So. Okay. No, no, no. You're doing, you're doing really well. You, you want to quit? How, we, we got one question that was sitting Yeah, let's go. Okay, so let's do that and then you can carry that. Okay. Uh, how are we doing on time? Okay. Oh, we're okay. This question is from Leah. As a new mom, I'm finding it hard to find balance between being a wife, a new mom, and spending quality time with Jesus. Any advice? Ooh, um, I'm an older woman, and in Titus 2, this is what it says. <laughs> Titus 2, verse 3 says, Older women likewise, being sober, reverent, temperate, sound in faith, love, and in patience, um, that they may re be reverent in behavior, not slanderers, not giving them much wine, teachers of good things, here's the point, that they may admonish the young women to love their husbands first. To love their children second. Now we get this gift from the Lord, this new baby, and um, sometimes the new baby takes the place of our husband, and that just can't be. The husband must be first at all cost. Um, you know, uh, the baby cries, we run. Our husbands ask for a drink of water. We say stuff like, your arm isn't broken. You know what a kitchen is. <laughs> That's not right. You know, we say, um, you know, the baby has a little bit of an odor. And we're like, oh, that's so cute. i got to change the diaper, you know, and let our husband um, have a little bit of an attitude. We're like, hey, that can't be. We're to love our husbands first. They come first at all times. And so the balance is... Um, Honey, how can I serve you today? Yeah, I'm I'm the wife. Yeah, I'm doing the breastfeeding. Yeah, I'm fixing the baby's food and I'm changing the diapers and all that stuff. But babe, you come first. How how can I best serve you? And the Lord will help you work that out. I'm 100% guaranteed because it says uh, that we're to love our husbands first. And so. Husbands cannot be um, thinking, well, I'll just work 24-7. She doesn't pay any attention to me anyway. You know, and I'm not just talking to this one who's written in the question, because I know her. I, I'm certain that she's, she's, she's concerned about this balance, so she's doing the best that she can. But pray, Lord, this is what your word says, that I'm to love my husband first. Help me to do just that. I'm going to add one thing, Paula, because I think it's important. The only way it's possible, especially in the hectic life of uh, a new baby, you know, babies are tyrants and dictators, mm -hmm. and, and uh, you know, unabashed, they, 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 they care only about their, their next need. Mm -hmm. um, the only way this can happen is supernaturally. And that means the quality time with Jesus has got to be first and foremost. You can't put your husband first um, um, until you've 
been with Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's really important. Now, Jesus is with you on the run. He understands your busyness. He understands you're tired. He understands your lack of sleep. But this is the value of serving a God who distributes supernatural power to his children. And we need to walk in the supernatural power of God uh, if we're going to be the wife that God wants us to be, if we're going to be the mother that God wants us to be. Um, and so be with Jesus. Talk to him the whole time when you're changing the baby, when you're up feeding the baby, mm -hmm. uh, when you're preparing a meal for your family. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and, and again, your husband will, will help. He'll see your commitment to serving the Lord. And, and God will work on him. You'll get plenty of help. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the most important thing is be with Jesus mm -hmm. where you are. Yeah. Find some time. I don't care if it has to be at 3 o'clock in the morning or uh, while the baby's falling asleep nursing. Um, uh, have a Bible. And, and talk to Jesus, and it's a great time. You can pray some very Bible prayers over your child and over your husband while he's asleep. Um, but but understand that this requires supernatural power, mm -hmm. and supernatural power is only available by being with Jesus, by being close to Jesus. Here's and here's a here's an addition there. from your from your girl back in the day. But Pastor Ron, <laughs> I get up earlier and earlier, and my kids get up earlier and earlier and so what do I do now but that's a great suggestion what you're saying is have your Bible study with your baby sing to your child while he or he is screaming you know read Bible verses and you know God works it out yes yeah. hey within the first half hour 340-9585 for your live calls and questions 340-9585 ladies you've only got Paula for 30 more minutes <laughs> we'll be back in two minutes to the word to stand on for life we're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR now here's pastor ron arbaugh welcome back to the second half of the date day edition of the program 340-9585 paula let's go right to phones we've got two calls waiting the first is from universal city and i know this one rocio rocio how are you sweetie Oh, hi, thank you, Pastor Ron. How are you? Hi, Miss Paula. Hi, happy birthday again. <laughs> thank you. I got a long birthday. Well, see, I heard that you turned 35 this week. No, Pastor Ron, you're wrong. 21. <laughs> oh, 31. 31. <laughs> How can we help? And the real life is 60, and I'm so very blessed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have a question. Um, what did you thinking or what? I don't know how can I say, but anyway, uh, what are you thinking? It was uh, Mary and Martha. They were single, single ladies. Mm -hmm. it, it, it appears um, so. It, it, it appears so. Now, we don't know whether or not they had husbands who died, uh, or um, uh, we know they were relatively young women, but uh, they were, uh, Martha in particular, her, the home belonged to her, so she was a pretty accomplished, successful woman who could have been married and lost husbands. You know, men died um, early in that, that time. So we, we don't really know, but all we know is in their interactions with Jesus in the Gospels, um, they, there is no husband mentioned for either one of them. Um, because um, I was thinking if they are single and they take care, uh, help the brother, Lazarus, mm -hmm. Lazarus, that's what I'm thinking. I said, maybe they are single. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm confident, Rocio, that, that uh, Mary 
was single because when she poured out the the alabaster jar of ointment, that was sort of a, a dowry for her. That was something that would have been um, being saved and preserved for her wedding, and and she sacrificed all of that at Jesus' feet. I think in the context of the calls that we had last week, uh, they're a great example to to single people who uh, perhaps want to be married. You know, uh, Mary of Bethany. We see her three times in the New Testament, and all three times she's just the feet of Jesus. And, and she had such great spiritual insight. Her heart was always filled with joy um, in, 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 in all different circumstances. And I think that's the answer for single people, men or women, who want human companionship. But until that human companion arrives, um, sitting at the feet of Jesus is the way to be filled with great joy. And especially in Mary's case, it really, really enabled her to, to have wisdom and spiritual discernment above even the disciples who are following Jesus every day. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Ron. I love you. I love you, Paula. I love you, Thank too. you, Rocio. God bless you. 340-9585. We got Bridget holding on line, too. Bridget, thanks for calling. You're on the air. Hi, Pastor Roy and Paula. This is my first time calling, of course, long-time listener. <laughs> thank you, Bridget. <laughs> Hi. I can see your face. Uh, oh, thank you. I hope that's a good face. Good picture. <laughs> you do. <laughs> um, What's your question, sweetie? Well, I... To, it seems like we're beating a dead horse again with this subject, but I really, really want to know. Um, as you know, I myself am single. Um, it's been a long time. Um, I've been a very independent woman my whole life, so I've never actually needed a man to, quote-unquote, complete me. But I do want one, and I want a decent one. Even before I was following the Lord, I always wanted that. Now, I was married, and we did divorce, and it was for a biblical um, reason. Mm-hmm. Michael, you, you kind of answered my question with Rocio a little bit, but my question is, if you really, really want a husband, and not for the wrong reason, like mm-hmm. I can fix, I can change a lock on my door, or I can... I, I don't need a man to complete me. I would like one as a lifelong best friend and companion. But in the meantime, I am at the feet of the Lord. I am doing everything correctly. I'm honoring him with my mind and my body and my heart. Is that okay in that instance to not need a man because, you know, I, I can't be by myself. I'll go crazy sort of yep. thing. Is that okay? Yeah, it is. Before I let Paula answer, Bridget, if you can fix things, will you marry me and Paula? I actually know a lot more than most men, believe it or not. And now that we're speaking about that, now that we're speaking about that, a lot of men are intimidated by me that I do know a lot, and I'm I'm not only educated, but I'm also very wise, and I think I scare a lot of men off. But in my opinion, if they can't love that about me or think like, hey, this is awesome, you know, we can have intelligent conversations, then I think that that's their problem. Yeah, um, I think a couple of things, but before I turn this to Paula Bridget, I think a couple of things that are, 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 are important here. One is independence isn't something to be cherished. It's not something to be proud of. Um, the fact that you can do the things that you can do, you can do those things because the Lord enables you to. He's given you the aptitude Correct. and the ability Correct. to do those things. So it's not about need. Um, I think for single people who are living independent lives, I mean, out of necessity, I understand it. But but we've got to divorce the independent life out of necessity from uh, a life from an independent spirit. Uh, I think if you're asking God, if you're asking God for a husband, um, you're honoring the Lord, as you said, with your body, with your mind, uh, with your commitment to serve. Uh, I think the next thing is, Jesus, uh, bring the man 
who can compliment me, who can help me to grow closer to you. Bring the man who loves you as much or more than I do. And Lord, then together, think how much we can do to advance your kingdom. And and that's a, an independent spirit that needs to, to sort of dry up and go away. I'm not, I'm not accusing you of having an independent spirit in a sinful way but what we've got to understand is is husbands and wives how can two walk together unless they agree to do so uh, Amos 3 3 says and and husband and wives are partners it's like being in a what they used to call those races at picnics three legged three, three race at picnics you know you tie your leg together and you can't go any different direction or you're going to fall and uh, a lot of times single people especially Bridget when they get to be uh, into their 30s and 40s and and even beyond, a lot of times single people um, just don't have any desire to actually run with somebody. And, and as you begin to ask the Lord to, to convince your heart that that's the best way to, to run together with somebody that he brings, uh, I promise you he'll bring somebody. Uh, but but it's, it's, it's hard to communicate, Paula. I want people to be for and about others, you know, when you're talking with somebody, and and Bridget, I'm not talking about you here specifically, so uh, don't misunderstand, but, you know, when when somebody comes into your life, they've got to be the object of your ministry, Mm -hmm. instead of you being the object of their ministry, and when you can give and give and give, you're going to find yourself being given too, Mm -hmm. and and Bridget, I promise, um, uh, because I know you, I promise that God has somebody out there, not only who is going to want you, but who's going to need you, and I'm sure I misunderstood earlier, but Paul, you can can kind of... add to this um, don't settle for somebody uh, just just because he happens to be available God has somebody for you that's going to fall madly yeah, in love you don't want to just settle for somebody who's decent you want to settle for somebody who's oh. awesome <laughs> I, I, I tell you and, and the only reason why I bring that independence thing up is not so much to brag about me which I used to do it was all about me and how great I am Okay, it's not like that anymore <laughs> I, you know, I meet so many women, and I, I hear you all speak about, you know, a lot of questions and answers, and about there's so many women who think they need a man, and I have never ever mm-hmm. felt that way. Even when I wanted nothing to do with God, I never felt that way. Um, mm-hmm. But now, you know, He's completely changed my heart. You know, today I was thinking mm-hmm. while I was exercising, I'm like. I was like, oh, my God, I am so embarrassed, the person I used to be. I I used to think that I had to be thin enough or pretty enough or, you know, there's no really nice way to say this, good in bed enough to make a man love me enough, which is horrible. And I'm embarrassed to say that. But, I mean, now, you know, I've been made new. Um, God knows that. I have nothing to feel guilty for anymore. He's already taken that away. And I was just like, gee, I said, God, I am so glad that I don't have to pick this stupid man anymore. I've given it all to you, and you get to pick him. <laughs> and I mean, that is such a relief. That is such a relief. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you made your pastor very, very proud because the, 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 uh, process, that you're de- you're, the process you're describing is the process that, that single people who want to be married have to go through before Jesus can trust them with somebody that he really cares about. Uh, I'm thrilled, Bridget. God bless you. Thanks very, very much. You are so cute, Bridget. <laughs> oh, you're so cute. You know. Because uh, I know your story. Huh? Well, okay. I just wanted to mention one more thing, um, just so you know the whole thing here. Um, yes, Pastor Ron, you are a very gifted Bible teacher, and it's all because of God that we have all found this church, that we have all found you. I mean, it's, it's just a beautiful puzzle that has come together over all these years. I mean, I, I couldn't be more blessed. But I wanted to say on that note, every single day I speak to God like all day long, like he's sitting right next to me. I don't care what people think of me. I don't, you know, I, I talk to God all the time. And I always make a point 
to every single day thank him for everything that he does for me, everything. My God, I said, you know, sometimes I won't specifically name things, but I'll say, thank you, Lord, for all the good things, the big things, the small things. I can do nothing without you. And so, you know, I just wanted you to know that part so that you're not thinking like, well, she just asked for a husband, but she never thanked him for everything he's done already. Yeah, uh, (laughs) Bridget, I would never think that about your heart. I know you well enough. Thank you. Listen to this, Rose. This is for you, uh, Bridget, and for Rocio, uh, who called. We just had a, a man named Mike call into the studio, and he said, uh, Mike called in and wants the numbers of the two women who just called. He's in the same boat and is just looking for a good, godly women. He says to stick to their convictions and that there are single guys out there looking for women just like them. Aww. So see? That's, yeah. how, that's how God works. Praise the Lord. Well, that Thank you, Bridget. For sure. <laughs> Thank uh, you. You, you, you pray for Mike and... I just want to say not feel guilty that, you know, although I love God with all my heart and I'm serving him, mind, body, and soul, I just wanted to make sure it was not wrong to still want a husband, but still follow God and always follow God no matter what. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's exactly the process you're going through right now, Bridget. So just... Expect God to do and, something. And I thought about a lot what you said, um, Paula, uh, the other, I don't know, two or three radio shows ago, and you said your faith is being tested. And I know that. But I tell you what, um, after all this time that I've been walking with God and I realize my faith is being tested, but you know what? I'm like, God, you test away because I am not going <laughs> to give up on you. Everything is in your hands. I don't have to carry none of that crap anymore. It's all on you, and you'll let me know. And Thank it, you, Bridget. It's a relief. It really is. <laughs> you, you owe me a big hug when I see you, Bridget. God bless you. All right, sweetie. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Uh-huh. Everybody loves love you. Love you too, honey. 340-9585 for your live calls. We've got a few minutes left in the program. See, you see and, and uh, you know, Paula, last night in the message, mm-hmm. I said, said uh, using you and me as an example, uh, talking about Hannah being grateful mm-hmm. and, and the, the components of her prayer in, in the second chapter of 1 Samuel. And, and I said, you know, we just so often forget to be grateful. We have mm-hmm. so much to be grateful for, our salvation, the circumstances of our lives and and one of the things that I said was uh, you and I very often just for no reason at all mm-hmm. will say something to the other like I love my life oh yeah, yeah. I love my church yeah, yeah. I just love, well Rocio and Bridget are just two of the reasons why uh, you, we know their stories mm-hmm. I, I, you know Bridget's better than I do mm-hmm. uh, but but we've seen unbelievable changes in their lives yeah. over a period of time and not a huge huge period of time yeah. but unbelievable changes and you just get to the place where you think Dear God, my life couldn't be any richer. I know. Yes, because we get to walk hand in hand with Jesus. He leads us to different places and brings different people. Um, Bridget is one where I had a picture of her before. You know how I take the pictures of before and after? Bridget's before picture, she was kind of sad when she first got here. (laughs) A lot of questions and a lot of pain. But to look at her now, I mean, even in her voice, it sounds so different. Uh, Just, I can see that that fun, joy-filled, bright, Mm -hmm. um, light face. And that's the picture I have of her on my prayer wall. Yes, yes. Paula, here's an important question, anonymous question. Um, My husband and I both work full-time. He wants me to quit my job and stay home. I don't want to. Am I being unsubmissive? Well, want it in a long sentence? (laughs) 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 Yeah, the the Bible does say that wives are to submit to their husbands as to the Lord. And there must be a really good reason why he's desiring you to stay home. Um, But even if it's not, um, can you trust God? and say, okay, honey, you want me to stay home? Uh, I'm sure you've prayed about this. Uh, You're the head of this family. And yes, I love you because I love Jesus. I can obey you and honor him. Um, I'll do what you say. When do you want me to do this? Do I give two weeks notice? 
tomorrow? Or you want me? can I stay a year? I really don't want to. I'm not comfortable. You know, the finances, I'm kind of maybe used to it and comfortable there. But, honey, give me directives. How do you want me to handle this? And this is, an, again, another matter of trust and supernatural because you will be tested there, too. The minute, you know, you quit, it could go one way or the other way. But you've got to know that God... Um, is, is in this. Now, is your husband, you didn't say that you guys are both Christians, probably are. Yeah, it, it's, it seems it's just like kind it, of yeah. an assumption that they would be. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think the key is, in, in the question she says, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. And see, one of the things that we tell people all the time in the marriage counseling that we do is it doesn't matter what you want mm-hmm. to the husband, it doesn't matter what you want to the wife, yeah. what matters is what God wants. Yeah. And in a situation like this, this is obviously a place where, where the money isn't necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand people that work and they get great fulfillment and they feel important and they feel like they're doing something, but to this wife I would say there is nothing more important than doing the will of God and uh, to me this would be as though God is opening a door for a whole new chapter in your life uh, an opportunity to commit more of your time and talent and energy for him um, uh, the, the truth is is this is something that you should be looking forward to, yes. even if it's what you don't want, mm-hmm. knowing that God wants it for you. Now, there's a follow-up, and I don't know if it's from the same person or not, but the follow-up is what if the spouse is not saved? It is the same person, so mm-hmm. what if the spouse is not saved? Mm-hmm. Well, First Peter makes it even more clear. Yeah. He then becomes the object mm-hmm. Of your ministry. Of your ministry. Well, and you, you want to win his heart. Yeah. Wives, you, you may be used to win over the unbeliever by your conduct, your behavior. You're trusting God, not trusting your husband. And when you take this huge step of faith, faith, trusting God with an unsaved husband, he's going to see that you really do trust and believe in the God you say you trust and believe in. Um, and, and, and even in um, Titus 2 that we were talking about earlier, in verse 5, um, it says at the, end of this, at the end of this verse that our Christian wives are to be obedient to their own husbands, and here's the reason, that the word of God may not be blasphemed. And so everybody knows you're the Christian, and your husband's asking you to, and, and, and they'll say maybe at work, girl, are you crazy? You know? Um, but yeah, I'm crazy for Jesus, and I'm going to trust him. No matter the outcome, I'm going to trust him. And he says that he will take care of me. And so, yes. Yeah. You know, the question is, is your husband's salvation worth you forfeiting something that you enjoy? You know, I understand the part about not wanting to quit more now. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, sometimes, you know, that's where you have value. That's where you're treated well, yeah. treated with respect. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I understand all of that. But when you give up, I said this in a study last night, when you give up the really hard things, it pleases the Lord mm-hmm. the most. And the way I would do this is very simple. I would look to my uh, look at my husband and say, you know I don't want to quit my job. Uh, I know that you want me to quit my job. The Jesus that I love and the Jesus that I serve tells me that I am to submit to your leadership even when it costs me a lot. Uh, I would ask him to acknowledge how difficult it is for you. Um, But here's what I'd say. I love Jesus so much and I love you so much that I'm going to trust Jesus and take this step of faith. And, um, And then just be quiet. Just be filled with joy. Um, find uh, opportunities to get involved at your church and serve. There's so much more that you can do, mm-hmm. and, and it can be kingdom stuff instead of your stuff. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, I promise you, will make you feel more important and more valuable than anybody at work does. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one of those times when you've got to trade the relationships with humans for a far better relationship with Jesus himself. And let him smile at you for a while. And your, your husband and win him to the Lord. That, that's that's the whole point of this. Uh, win him to the Lord. If it's not a financial necessity uh, that you and your husband sit down and talk rationally about, mm-hmm. then this is just a matter of, this is what the Jesus I keep telling you about 
wants me to do, right. and even though I don't want to do it, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it for him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was just thinking of something, because back in the day, I was so ready to divorce you, <laughs> and the Lord said, no, I want you to hang in. And so, you know, just doing it for Jesus. He will show up. He will show up. He will take care of you. And if your husband is wrong, um, he will take care of him as well. He, you know, the reason why he, we don't know the reasons why he's wanting you to quit. Um, we're guessing all that they're good, but we don't know that. We don't know your whole story, but you can still trust God. Yeah, will it be scary? Yeah, but like Ron was saying, when Peter stepped out on the water, woo, you know that was scary. But he stepped out and, and the Lord took care of him. And, and as far as I know, he's the only human not named Jesus, who ever walked on water in the history of the world. So mm-hmm. I think these are steps of faith that God will really honor. And I don't know your name, but God does. I, I promise you that I will be praying for you um, in the days and weeks to come. So keep us posted from time to time. Um, your husband's worth more to God than your job is to you. Yeah, and if you have unsaved kids or grandkids that are all watching too, you go, whatever your name is, go do this. And God's going to show off. Just be sure Jesus gets the credit. I I don't want to do it, but Jesus wants me Mm -hmm. to, and Mm -hmm. I love him. Boy, taking a stand for Jesus like that is going to be something the Holy Spirit can use. Well, Paula, we're inside three minutes, so if you've got a lot to say, you better do it fast. Oh, man. No, I don't have a lot to say. Other than I, I, I love the fact that the Lord continues to be faithful even when we're faithless. Because I, I didn't feel all that faithful today. And, and looking at these kids, you know, you're asking context. And I'm like, what is it, kids? You know, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you forget, you know, what you know. And, but um, that Jesus is on the throne and, and as Rocio and Bridget call in. And we've been able to invest in their lives and theirs and ours. Um, just to hear the joy and to sense the love. Um, that God placed in our hearts for them and in their hearts for us. It's a good life. Yeah. It's a really good life. <laughs> I was thrilled with Mike's call. Uh, you know, he he call, when he called in the studio. Yeah. You know, Give me the and, numbers. And so. this is why I tell people all the time, and they feel like they're being spiritual. I'm not looking for a husband in church. This is the place you should be looking. Yeah, where else are you going to go? I mean, this is the place where you get to see them and watch them in action. You get to measure their commitment to Jesus Christ. And, and uh, there are thousands of mics sitting in church, maybe a little shy, mm-hmm. um, maybe a little reluctant to take a step of, of forward and say, well, you know, would you like to get a cup of coffee or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, but but church is the place. Yeah. Not, and not, it's not, not single groups. Yeah, it's not your intent, yeah. but church is a place where God takes members of his body and puts them together. We're doing like a whole bunch of weddings in the next couple of months. I know. And, and these are kids, some of them that have grown up in our church. Mm-hmm. We're doing a wedding renewal. Um, just, just, yeah. God does need stuff. Yeah. God does need really stuff. Does. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Boy, that last half hour went really, really it quickly. It went fast. But <laughs> praise the Lord. That was so much fun. Yeah. Thanks so for being here. CCSA, the love connection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being in my life. Yes, me our too. Our life Thank is good. You. Our life is good. Thank you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I will be back, Lord willing, tomorrow at 4 o'clock to take your calls and questions. Talk to you then. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapels, the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. 
Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.